Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter Service from the Cordes Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oposui, a beloved son of Bishop Daniel Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. pray hallelujah 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 you want to just close your eyes right now and thank God thank God for your life Thank God for your press for your presence in church today. Thank God for watching over you, for keeping you, for preserving your life, for allowing you to see yet another Sunday. And for this great blessing and this great opportunity that you have to fellowship with God, the great God, the creator of heaven and earth. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him right now. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for keeping me, for preserving my life. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for directing me. Thank you for ordering my steps and allowing me to be here today. Speak to God right now and ask for the Holy Spirit. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, Bring me wisdom, bring me understanding, bring me knowledge. May the words that I hear lead me in the path of righteousness. Lift up your voice and pray. Everyone in this place pray. Speak to God right now. It may be the only chance that you have to pray today. You don't want to miss it. Maybe you haven't prayed all week but God is giving you a chance right now. He wants to hear you and you don't want to miss this chance to talk to God, to talk to God, to have fellowship with Him, to speak to Him and hear Him speak to you. What a blessing. What an honor that God Himself will be interested in you and interested in what you have to tell Him because He loves you. He truly loves you. He loves you so much that he would give up his only son for you. His only son, his only begotten son. He will trade his son for you. What great love is this? What great love is this? Father, we thank you for your presence in our midst, Lord. We can sense, we can feel, we acknowledge, and we appreciate your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, come upon us right now and speak to us. Teach us. May the entrance of your word bring light. May it bring wisdom. May it bring understanding. Father, your word says that you will give us the keys 
of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever shall be bound here on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever shall be loosed here on earth shall be loosed in heaven so father right now we ask oh god that you would loose oh god loosen 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 oh god the wisdom keys the angels of wisdom the angels that carry understanding the angels that bring help and the angels that cause us to see may we receive revelation today may we receive insight into your word may you speak to us lord in a way that you have never spoken before and may we receive understanding deep understanding revelatory understanding understanding that can change our lives that can move us into the next phase of our destiny of our calling we thank you we give you praise lord jesus thank you for another blessing that is poured out from heaven unto us the blessing of wisdom we give you praise in jesus name we pray amen please take your seats hallelujah are you happy you're in church today I don't think you sound very happy you are in church today. Is if this is how you show excitement, then we have a problem. And then we should clap for our music uh, ministry one more time. It's a blessing. You know, some there are some churches they don't have good singers and they don't have good drummers and they don't have good uh, guitarists and good pianists or keyboardists so we are blessed we have two keyboardists we have two guitarists we have two drummers as for the singers we have a lot of singers you see, so even within this church, there are at least two more churches in the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because if you have two drummers, two guitarists, two keyboardists, two, uh, what, what else? Drummers. That's two churches. Or what do you think? Yeah, we even have girls who play drums. You know, a lot of churches, they don't have ladies who play drums. The ladies are afraid to play the drums. Or, or the boys intimidate the ladies into not playing the drums. But we have ladies who play drums, two of them actually, who can pick it up and play it anytime. And we have a very beautiful congregation as well. Yeah. You know, very powerful. Look, this can be one church. This can also be another church. I'm telling you, I've been to churches where there were only three people before in, in, in the service. And it was powerful. So imagine having a church with how many are, I'm waiting for you to fix the mic. That's why I'm talking, saying all these things. Yeah. But we are blessed. Amen. God is truly with us and he is blessing us. Well, last week, I, I think 
This week, yes, this week is going, this Sunday is going to be the last in our series of um, tithing. We've been teaching and learning about tithing over the last five weeks, and um, I believe that this is our last in the series. And next week, we'll be moving into something else, and I really, really want to tell you that you don't want to miss it. Next week... It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So you want to be in church. Now, on the 24th, is it the 24th? When do we have our escape? When is it? 24th. Okay, so on the 24th of November, which is about two or three weeks away, we're having a special program here on Sunday um, called Escape. It's actually the Great Escape. And it's a day that you want to be here, and you don't want to be here alone. You see, you don't want to be here. You see, church is a place that you don't go to alone. A good thing, when you have a good thing, you don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. Church is one of those things that, I mean, you don't want to go to church by yourself. It's not a good thing. It is better to go to church with somebody else than to go to church alone. Amen. Yeah. So, I'm encouraging you to identify someone that you can come to church with, especially on the 24th of November. And you start working on the person today. And you tell the person that, look, I need to be in church on the 24th of November, but I need to be there with you. 3637 Chestnut. I will be there. And you have to be there too. Hallelujah. Is the sound better? Is it getting better? Or or this is... This, this, this is uh, uh, the best you can do. There's an echo. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So, how many of you are visiting us for the first time? This is your first time in church. Wow. You are blessed. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Powerful. Okay. So, after service or before the service ends, we'll, we'll meet you and we'll talk to you. Wonderful. So, we started talking about tithing and open heavens. Everyone say tithing and open heavens. And the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, it says that bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will or there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. So this scripture talks about opening the windows of heaven. 
And it makes a direct link or a direct correlation between open heavens and tithing. It said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. So, that sentence right there explains this concept of, or this link between tithing and open heavens. When you tithe, okay, God opens the heavens over your life. Hallelujah. When you tithe, I want to say it again, when you tithe, God opens the windows of heaven over your life. you got to believe it and say amen. So we started talking about what happens when um, the windows of heaven are opened. And the first thing that we said was that um, blessings are poured out upon you when the heavens are open. So it says that when the, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So what comes out of windows being open? Blessings. And I was telling you that in life there are two very important things that you need to understand spiritually. The two things are the blessing and the curse. We don't talk too much about curses these days, in these modern days, we don't, you don't hear much about curses. You hear a lot about blessings, but you don't hear too much about curses. But the fact that you don't hear about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The Bible is full of blessings and curses. Yeah. And you must not be scared about curses. You should not be scared about it. It shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't make you shake and run away and because that you can't even read the Bible. No. There is a reason and a purpose why a curse comes. The Bible says that a, a, a curse costless shall not come. In other words, there's no reason why you will be cursed if something doesn't cost the curse. And in the same way, there's no way you will be blessed if something doesn't cause the blessing. Are you with me? So blessings don't just appear. How many of you want to be blessed? Yeah, everybody wants. I want to be powerfully blessed. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't fall from the sky. There's something that happens that causes a blessing in the same way that something causes a curse. I'm preaching. So, this scripture tells us one of the things that we do or can be done to provoke a blessing. And that thing is when the windows of heaven are opened over you. When the windows of heaven are open over you, blessings are poured out. Hallelujah.
Blessings are poured out. So tithing is a means or is a key that you use to open that window of heaven. Are you with me? Yeah. So the window is there and the tithe is used to open that window. And when that window is open, blessings are poured out over your life. Amen. And, and then we also talked about the fact that the devourer is paralyzed in your life in verse 11. Um, when the windows of heaven are opened, we also talked about how the destroyer is restrained. Restrained. Verse 11 says that, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Because there's something that can destroy your life. You can plant a field. How many of you have planted corn before or anything? Anybody here who has planted anything? Vinny, you planted, what did you ever, what did you plant? Corn, okay. Did it grow? Did you see the corn? Okay. What did you plant? I saw your hand. You two, you planted corn? Okay. What else? Anybody planted anything else? It's only corn you plant. Beans and peppers and tomatoes. Wow. There are farmers in the church. And Miata, what did you plant? Cassava. <laughs> you planted a flower. Okay. All right. But you see, when you plant a seed, you, 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 you make sure that the soil is good enough, right? Get a good soil, good uh, whatever they call it. And then you plant the seed and make sure that the seed is a good seed. So you plant a good seed. And then what else do you do? You water it. Water it. Miata, what, what do you, how do you say it? Miata? You water it. Okay. So you water it. <laughs> and you expect that the plant or the seed will start to germinate and grow. And keep growing till there are fruits. Correct or false? True or false? True. Now, everyone who plants a seed and puts in the effort, the effort of making sure that the seed is a good seed, planting it in the right ground and watering the ground, Everyone who does that expects that the seed will grow and will bear fruit. But not all seeds grow and bear fruit. That is the fact. In fact, if you plant corn all over here, assuming that this was a, a farm or real soil that you could plant on, 
You can plant corn all over here, but not all your seeds will germinate. Yeah. Some of them, when they begin to grow, something else will come and destroy the, the, the plant. Others will not even grow to the point where they would um, bear fruit. But some will grow, but at the time when you are harvesting it, you realize that, no, something else has come in and destroyed it. And for that reason, all your efforts and all the work that you put in has come to naught. And the Bible is teaching us that never assume that any time you plant and you water, it will automatically grow and bear fruit. It is a bad assumption to make. You must protect and shield whatever you are building, whatever you are planting, whatever work you are doing, there must be some effort into protecting and shielding and preventing what is called the destroyer or the devourer. Some effort must go into that as well. Yeah, that is why the most developed countries in the world also have the most developed militaries in the world. Because as they are developing and they are building high skyscrapers, today someone was telling me, well, I heard someone say that in a certain country with, with the, with, which starts with the letter G, there are only 20 tall buildings in the whole country. And I was surprised. I thought about it and I said, actually, actually, that's very true. It's a very undeveloped country that you can actually count the number of buildings and know that there are only 20. But you must see that every developed nation has a very strong army and a very strong um, military force that even when they are not at war, they are always ready to fight, always ready to protect what they are building. Yeah. Because making the assumption that because you are building, everything is going to be okay. It's a mistake. There is something called the devourer and something called the destroyer of fruits. Hallelujah. And God says that he will rebuke the devourer for you. Aren't you excited about that? Yeah. That you have somebody who says that you build and I will destroy whoever tries to build for you, build or uh, destroy what you are building. I will, I will take that person on and fight that person for you. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Okay. So let's go. Those, that's just a, a recap of last week. Uh, we have 15 minutes. Let me just quickly go through a few more things that happen when you are living um, under open heavens. 
Amen. Malachi, Malachi chapter 3. We're still in Malachi chapter 3. Okay. Now, Malachi chapter 3, verse 12. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. What does this mean? It means that People who tithe or who understand tithing and who operate in tithing, is the room getting cold? See, everybody seems to be wearing their jackets. Are you all feeling cold or you're okay? You're feeling cold. Oh, it's chilly. Wow. Should we do some hot praise and worship right now? That, that is okay. <laughs> yeah. It says, all nations, let's go back to verse 11 so that we'll understand it better. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed. All nations shall call you blessed. One of the effects of living under open heavens is that all nations shall call you blessed. Everybody will see and acknowledge that there is a blessing over your life. Amen. And God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed. God wants things to be working for you. God is not just interested in um, you crying every day. Anytime you come to pray, you are in tears, you are, you are struggling, you are trying to figure out my life, my this, how is it going to work, how is that? No, he also wants you to come to him and just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am blessed. You should be blessed, or God wants you to be blessed to the point where you acknowledge that you are blessed. Many people do not acknowledge that they are blessed, or they can't see that they are blessed because there are so many things that they are looking for that they haven't found. Yeah, I know I'm preaching. <laughs> yeah. It's a long list of things. Lord, my car. Lord, my house. Lord, my bank account. Lord, my, uh, my husband-to-be. Lord, my wife. Lord, my what? Girlfriend who's worrying me. Lord, my other girlfriend who's also worrying me. Lord, all kinds of long lists of things. And so we cannot appreciate the blessing of the Lord on our lives. Listen, open heavens means that God has blessed you and you can recognize the blessing of God upon your life and others can also see the blessing of God upon your life. Amen. And I prophesy that you are going to be blessed to the point where others will understand and know that it is only God who can bless like this. Yeah. Only God, only God can bless like this. There is a certain kind of blessing that you can have, and it's it's it is it's like it's predictable blessing. It's like you are saying you are blessed, but it's like people can put two and two together and say, "Oh, this and this is the reason why you are blessed." You know, it's like when Meghan Markle married the prince. 
Prince Harry. I mean, everybody was like, oh, I mean, it's beautiful and everything, but I mean, you have married a prince, the prince of England. Of course, your life is going to be happy and everything you want, you are going to have. Is it really a blessing that the prince of England has married you? Oh, it's just like, if some of you ladies, even some, God forbid, but even some of the married women, if Prince Harry was to come right now and say, I want a, a wife. <laughs> married women and single ladies will be fighting over that opportunity. Yeah. So it's like a predictable thing. But there are some, Miata, okay? Everything okay? Okay. I mean, she's single. I'm just using her as an example. She's, she's a single lady. Very powerful single. In fact, if you are looking, if you are in the church and you are looking, you're a brother in the church and you want to, you are looking for a wife or something, just see me after church. I have very powerful sisters who would be fantastic, you know, to you. Trust me, I, I've, I've trained them well. I know what is good. They can do you good. Amen. All right. So, you will be blessed when you live under open heavens. Number two, when you are living under open heavens, you will be called a delightsome land. A delightsome land. Which means that you will be attractive and bring pleasure to people. A delightsome land is a land that brings delight and brings joy, brings pleasure, brings happiness. Yeah. There is a reason why people don't go to Somalia for honeymoons. <laughs> have, you, have you ever considered going to Somalia for a honeymoon? No. Why? Why don't you go? Who... Who, 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 is, who is thinking about who, who has the brother when you got married did you go to Somalia for your honeymoon where did you go to for your honeymoon come 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 and sit here you have come to church late I spoke to you this morning you say you come on time you are late come and sit here sit here push 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 uh huh sit here very good next time don't come to church late who else uh huh you honeymoon where, where did you go to for your honeymoon Florida why? Why did you go to Florida? Why didn't you just stay in Philadelphia? It's nicer there. It's attractive. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Who else has been to a honeymoon recently? Have you been to a honeymoon recently? Where did you go to for a honeymoon? Oh, you. You don't look at your husband. <laughs> Where did you go to for a honeymoon? South Carolina. What do they do over there? What do they have? But a real animal is Paris. Paris. Aha. Who else has been on a honeymoon somewhere delightsome? Nobody else. May you go to fantastic places for your honeymoon. Those of you who are not married, start dreaming of beautiful places that you will go for honeymoon. Dylan, what do you think? Yeah. But you see, when a delightsome land means that you are attractive, you bring pleasure, and you bring joy to others. 
And there are some countries like that, that people desire to be there. Yeah. There are some countries where people are running away from. That if you were to put a slave ship on the shore of certain countries, there will be a fight to get onto the slave ship. The people will fight each other just to get onto a ship that is, I mean, it's labeled, you are going to be a slave. It's just that you are going to be a slave in another land. It's a take, thank you, Jesus. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, a delight. I want you to understand that when the Lord blesses you through tithing and you are living under open heavens, your life itself becomes attractive. People see you and they want to be like you. They see you and they want to, they, they, they are wondering, what is it that is making this lady's life tick? Wow. Beautiful husband, beautiful wife, beautiful marriage. Things are working for them. This is, I mean, you, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you are a joy to be around. A joy. And that's going to be your story. Amen. Number three. Now, open heavens means that you are going to be blessed to see visions. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Sorry, go back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go back. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time of the Lord, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 13. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord, yet Say, yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Verse 14, we're going to 15. Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept this ordinance, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Verse 15. And now we call the proud happy, yea, they that work wickedness are set up, yea, that tempt God are even delivered. I want to show you something about seeing visions. Verse, sorry, Ezekiel chapter 1. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 1. Now, it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, I was among the... Cap what date is that? Those of you who did mathematics. Quickly, quickly, quickly. 13th year of the fourth month of the fifth day. April what? Hmm. Now it came to pass in the 13th year in the fourth month of the fifth day. 5th April, isn't it? 5th April 2013. <laughs> I was among the captives by the river of Sheba that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. That what? The heavens were opened and I saw visions 
of God. When the heavens are opened, you are going to see what? Visions. How many of you want to see visions? <laughs> are you sure you want to see visions? Huh? If it's what? Pleasant visions. <laughs> yeah. Ezekiel, this guy called Ezekiel, he saw visions when the heavens were open. And it's one of the blessings that you can have. I mean, all these things that we've been talking about are blessings. The devourer being cast away, the destroyer being removed from your life, all these things are blessings. Now, the ability to see visions is also a blessing. To be able to see something before it happens. Hey! <laughs> it's a great blessing. Imagine that God opens your eyes to see what is about to happen tomorrow, just tomorrow. You'll be blessed. Let's say you have a test. Let's say those of you who are students, you have a test on Tuesday and the Lord opens your eyes to see question number one. Question number two, question number three, all the way to question number 60. And not just the questions, but the answer key, even more important. <laughs> yeah, you have a vision and you see answers to your questions. <laughs> or you have a vision and you see the woman you are supposed to marry. Yeah, you see it, you open, I mean, your eyes are open and you can see that, Lord, this beautiful lady, the, the Lord says, I give this to you. I give this person to you. And the Lord confirms his word by going to reveal it unto the lady as well. Wow. Yeah, because, the, because you can get a vision that God says that you should marry this man and the woman has not received the same vision. So you go and tell this lady that, God, I saw you in my vision, in a dream, something. God says that she might. And the lady says to you, what the Lord also has to tell me something. Yeah. It has happened before. Yeah. A certain brother, you know, he was in the church. Happily, powerful. I think he was a guitarist or he was a keyboardist or something like that. One of these things. These powerful guys, you know leading prayer, doing all these powerful things, you know. And then one day, a lady came to him, a lady in the church came to him and said that, oh, the Lord has opened my eyes. <laughs> yeah. She said that, she said that, you see, I've been a tithe payer for many years. And I am currently living under open heavens. And so the Lord has opened my eyes and I can see certain things. And one of the things that I have seen is that God says that you are going to be my husband because I saw in a vision I was walking down the aisle and you were standing on the stage waiting to receive me. Did they stand on the left or on the right? I think they stand like this. 
waiting to receive me. It was a clear vision. It was at 12 midnight. So the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and showed me the vision. This is what the lady said. Truly, truly, no, no jokes. And the brother said, really? Wow. May the Lord be praised. Yeah, God be praised. Then, the following Sunday, he just finished playing his keyboard and, you know, he was getting ready to leave. And then, another sister came to him and said to him that, brother, let's just say, just for the purposes of discussion, that the guy's name was called Derek. Just, we are just saying, I'm just saying, just, so... There's a guy in the church called Derek. We are not saying it's you. We are just saying that just for... So this sister came to Brother Derek and said that, Brother Derek, I've been paying my tithes faithfully for two years. And I am currently living under open heavens. And because I'm living under open heavens, I can see visions. And the Lord opened my eyes and I saw that, and by the way, it was at midnight. He woke me up and I saw that I was, you were standing on the stage and I was wearing a white gown and walking towards you. And brother Derek, you know that the Lord is not a liar that he should, he's, he should, he's not a man that he should lie. The Lord is not a man that he should lie. I saw it. And brother Derek said, may the Lord be praised. <laughs> but he was very confused because now you have two ladies who are saying that they have seen visions of you marrying them. That is why any, any look, brothers or ladies, anybody who comes to you and tells you that God has revealed in a dream that you should marry, or your first response is, may the Lord be praised. And then your second response is that, let the Lord also show you that dream and that vision. Yeah, don't just jump into Things like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Be careful. We are living in dangerous times. <laughs> but the Lord will open your eyes to see visions. It's a blessing when you can see. You know, one time I was praying. I think I was telling you last week. I was praying. And the Lord opened my eyes to see. And I saw an, an, a whole conspiracy against me. Yeah, I saw it. The vision. A complex conspiracy to destroy me. Seriously. I saw it clearly in a vision. And I was praying. And so I prayed about this thing. You know, for some time. And um, Soon after I had finished praying, 
went into my room. And lo and behold, I received a phone call. And in that phone call, the person explained the entire conspiracy to me. <laughs> yeah, it was like a movie. I could not believe my eyes. I could not believe my ears. Yeah. And the conspiracy continued. It unraveled. In fact, for a whole week, the thing was just unraveling like that. It's just unraveling. Things were just happening like that. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. God can open your eyes to see things and deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Yeah, the snare of the fowler is a trap. Any trap that has been set to capture you and destroy you in the name of Jesus, I declare that trap disengaged. In Jesus' name. Yeah. The heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Pray for it. One of the things that you should pray for is for your eyes to be opened. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 and um, verse 15. Look at it. 15. Quickly. We're going. Wherefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto the saints. So he's talking about people who believe in Jesus and people who have love for the saints. Believers like you and I. Okay? He says, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Next verse, 17. That God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation. What is revelation? Revelation means a deeper understanding. It's like something that was there has been revealed to you. Revealing it means that it, it's like you didn't really, you couldn't really see it. And it's been revealed. That is why a, 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 before you marry your wife, she has to take off her veil so that you see it clearly and properly and confirm that this is the one. It has to be revealed to you. Whatever is covering it has to be taken off for you to see. A certain man, he went to marry somebody, and then the following day, he, he woke up, everything, everything was over. He woke up, he said that, no, 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 this is not the woman I married. Because there was light off. Do you know light off? Like there was no light the night before, so he couldn't see. He married in the night. He married in the dark. Yeah, so nowadays you don't have weddings. That's why weddings are always during the day. 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. You don't have weddings at 8 p.m. For you to say one day that you married in the dark and you couldn't see, there was no electricity. <laughs> yeah. But your eyes have to be open. You see, this world as we are moving around, it's not everything that you can see with your eyes. Naked eyes, these eyes, these eyes, there are a lot of things that these eyes cannot see. There's a book, if you get a chance, you read it. It's called um, Know Your Invisible Enemies. I was reading it recently. I was amazed. 
by Bishop Dyke Edward Mills, know your invisible enemies. I was amazed. Like, in this world, there are so many things that you can't see. So many things. There so many things that you will go through and things that are happening around you and you, you have no idea what is happening. And so when your eyes are not opened, recently I was with a certain man of God, very powerful, great man of God. I mean, if I tell you his name right now, you, you, you change. When you see me, you talk to me differently. But I was with a great man of God, just the two of us, and he was telling me certain things. And he said to me, your eyes need to be opened. He said, yeah, he said, your eyes need to be opened. He said, you need to do this and this and this and this. And your eyes will be opened prophetically. He said, your prophetic waters will rise. Yeah. Said, your prophetic waters will rise. He said, there are things that you can't see now because they are low. But when you begin to do certain things, and most of the things that he was talking about had to do with prayer, Certain strategies for prayer, keys for prayer, and things like that. Yeah. Because when you pray, he says, look at it again. Look at it. He says that, verse 16, look at verse 16. He said, I make mention of you in my prayer. So the prayer was to do what? 17. That God, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is the purpose of prayer. That your eyes will be opened and you will begin to see what God has for you and what his purpose is for your life and what your destiny is. Look at the next verse in verse 18. Look at it. The eyes of your understanding <clears throat> Being enlightened. Many of us have eyes, but our eyes are not enlightened. It's like a certain light has to be. Do you know that if your eyes are open in a dark room, you cannot see anything? Think about it. If the room is completely dark and you open your eyes, you still won't see anything. It is as though your eyes were shut. So if you put two people in a completely dark room, one wide eye opened, the other one completely shut, both of them will see nothing. So many of us, we are, we are moving around, living with our eyes wide open, but it is in a dark room, and so we can see nothing, and it's as though our eyes were shut. But it says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened means that light is now being introduced into your life. Light comes. So when the light comes, your eyes that are open now begin to see. But mind you that they were already open. And then when your eyes are enlightened, you will now know what is the hope of his calling? You begin to understand God better. 
So if there's anybody here who is seeking and desiring to get to know God better and have a better relationship with God, better understanding, your first step is prayer. You need to pray. You need to learn how to pray. And when you are praying, you need to ask God for your eyes to be opened, the eyes of your understanding. When you take the Bible and you are reading it, your eyes of, the, of your understanding need to be enlightened. God has to, sh- to take a, 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 a torch and shine some light in there so that when your eyes are open with the light, you can see. Because your eyes can be opened, but with no light, you cannot see anything. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is and will be. Hallelujah. Everything that you are looking for as a Christian, anything that you can receive from God, can be summarized in this verse, the riches of the glory of his inheritance. So he has inheritance for his saints and for his children. How many of you are children of God? God has certain riches of the glory of his inheritance. I'm not talking about dollars and pounds. I'm talking about riches of the glory of God. Far greater than pounds and dollars. Far more. Of course, if you get a few million pounds, it's it's okay. I mean, I'm sure you will not say no. But that's not what we are talking about. We are talking about the riches of the glory of God and the inheritance that God gives to us because we are his children. Yeah, they said my time is up. Is it true? Oh, it's true. My time is up. My time is up. Wow, my time is up. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, it must be your desire to live under open heavens. See, all these things are because of open heavens. We are talking about open heavens. But one of the keys to entering into or to opening that door, that window of heaven, to open that window of heaven is tithing. And it's my prayer that we will all believe the word of God, understand and help. Um, we we'll ask God for, to, to open the eyes of our understanding and shine some light into the room so that we can see and understand that this key of tithing is not that somebody wants to take your money. No, nobody wants to take Do you think I want to take your money? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe you think so, but I don't think so. Neither is the money coming to me anyway. All the people who pay tithes in the church, including myself, we don't even see, I don't even go, when they're counting the money, I don't even go there. I don't even know how much. Send somewhere else. Truly. So it is your blessing, and it is your Um, open heavens, that is important. And you must seek to fight and get that heaven, that open heavens over your life. So that all these blessings that we are talking about will be yours for the taking. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Great are you, Lord.
Faster, faster. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. One more time, great are you, Lord. 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 Why don't you lift up your hands and sing, Great are you, Lord? Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to tell you that God truly, deeply loves you and he has brought you here for this reason. To demonstrate his love to you and to give to you his son the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is something that you cannot let go of. You cannot walk out of this place without that experience and that encounter of knowing Jesus and having a relationship with him. So maybe you are here like that. I want you to pray. I'm going to pray with you. We are all going to join in in this prayer and invite Jesus into your life and let Jesus be the master and the king of your life why don't you join me in prayer let's say this together say Lord Jesus let's all say it say Lord Jesus I accept you as my Lord and Savior Father in heaven, I thank you for sending your son into my life. From today, I belong to Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the savior of my life. I believe he is the son of God. I will live for Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you for this afternoon service. We thank you for blessing us with your word. We thank you for the enlightenment that has come. We thank you that our eyes, the eyes of our understanding have been enlightened and we can see. We have revelation into you and in your word and in what you are doing in our lives. And so we say thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's take communion quickly before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. What a blessing, what an honor it is that you will call us, you will bring us together to partake of this meal. We understand, Lord, the relevance and the importance of partaking in the body and in the blood of Jesus. We do not take it lightly and we come before your table and ask that you will cleanse us and make us worthy worthy to sit and eat with you we give you praise in jesus name amen Hallelujah. You see, Jesus was also living under open heavens. I do not want you to take it for granted at all. I want you to really believe that from today, you are going to do whatever it takes for the heavens to be opened over your life. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said, it, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, look at this, and Jesus answering and said, Suffer it, no, 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 
Okay, yeah. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the waters, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. Jesus, talking about Jesus, he was living under open heavens. How much more you and I? And the Bible says that, and he saw the Spirit of God descending. You see, when we talk about seeing visions, your eyes being opened, it didn't happen for Jesus until he was living under open heavens. And he began to see visions. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. May the Spirit of God come upon you and rest upon you and sit upon you and influence your life in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. I said, may the Spirit of God descend like a dove and sit upon you. Lift up the body of Jesus Christ. I think that you may want to. Where, is, where are the ladies? Bring some more. Some more people are here. The body of Jesus Christ. One more time. Say the body of Jesus Christ. Say it again. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. This cup represents the blood of Jesus. There is power in this blood. And the power in this blood is that power that can wash away. Wash away sin. Wash away infirmity. Wash away sickness. Remove diseases. Remove difficulties. Remove anything that is not of God. That power is here. In the thing called the blood of Jesus. It has more power than any cleaning agent you can find in the grocery store. So I want you to accept and believe that as you partake of this blood, the blood of Jesus, anything in your life that needs cleansing, anything in your life that needs healing, anything that needs newness and freshness, the power in the blood of Jesus can bring it to you. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus. One more time, the blood of Jesus. Say it third time, the blood of Jesus. Drink it. Father, I thank you. Let me pray for you. Thank you for everyone here today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the heavens will be opened over our lives. That we will see that which we need to see. That you reveal yourself to us. That the word of God would begin to make sense we, would re we, we begin to 
understand it, when we read it, we would understand, we will receive insight into your word. Father, let, oh God, anyone that is here, anyone that you have ordered their steps to be here today, may they go out with a blessing. The blessing of open heavens. The blessing that causes their eyes to be opened. The eyes of their understanding to be enlightened. That they may see that which you have given unto them. That which you have planned for them. The callings, the purposes, the, 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 the destinies and the visions, Lord, that you have for their lives. May they see. May they walk, oh God, in your statutes. May they overcome the devil and his traps and his plans and his, his, his workings of wickedness. Anything that is assigned against them to destroy, Father, we disengage and dismantle right now in the name of Jesus. They shall live and declare the goodness of the Lord. They shall speak forth of the mercies of God. They shall speak forth of the Savior Jesus Christ who has come into this world to save you and to save me. May you go out in power. May you go out in purpose. May you go out with the Holy Spirit upon your life to lead you and direct you in every facet of this life. May you do well. May you overcome and may you be victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Codes Family Church, University City, Philadelphia, or call 267 809 5530. Thank you and God richly bless you.